The Expendables 3. Yeah, that's right. I did it. I saw it. I saw the other two. I figured, what the hell? And I kind of was putting my brain in a category of, this is going to be dumb, but maybe I can have some fun watching this movie. I had a good time watching Lockout with Guy Pierce last year. And I had a good time knowing that it was going to be a dumb movie, but you can have fun with some dumb movies. And sometimes you see a dumb movie and you can't have fun with it. And this was one of those films. All right, so if you've seen the first two, you know what's going on. And even if you haven't seen the first two, you're not really going to be lost, okay? It's not one of those kinds of things. You've got Sylvester Stallone, and you've got uh, Jason Statham, and the rest of the Expendables. And here, it's Terry Crews, it is Randy Couture, and it is Dolph Lundgren. Jet Li is not around, and it's not really explained until the end of the movie as to why he's not around. And I guess, really, it doesn't matter. It does open up with them busting Wesley Snipes from being transported from one prison to another, and it's so unbelievably bad and ridiculous right from the start. And there is something, I don't know what it is, but there is something about Stallone movies, even though I kind of like Stallone, and I kind of root for Stallone, there is something about the movies that he's in, where he is the lead, and I am talking about a movie that he's producing, or he is writing, or he is heavily involved with, where... A lot of times, it just feels flat and bad. I don't want to see that guy directing. I'd prefer to not see that guy writing. If he's going to be in front of the camera, I'm, I'm okay with that generally. I don't really have a problem with his presence. But man alive, this movie felt flat and awful from the beginning, and it didn't get any better. And I do remember thinking, well, you know, it's got this big, giant, bloated cast of all of these people in it. And I love the Harrison Ford. Maybe I'll have a good time when he shows up. And he does show up for a few minutes here and a few minutes there. And he's fine. He looks like he's having a good time. And you would think that if everyone's having a good time in the movie, you're going to. But you're not. What is the story? Well, after one one ridiculous thing happens and one of the Expendables gets hurt. Stallone decides that his team is too old and he retires them all. You're all out of here. And they recruits a bunch of new young Expendables. He gets like the baby Expendables. It's like Expendable Babies. And he's sissy. And, well, now we've got a mission. And the mission is to, get, is to capture bad guy Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is the best thing in the movie, by the way. He's having a good time. Uh, even though he's clearly box office poison because no one is seeing this. Just like no one saw Machete Kills, just like no one saw The Beaver, or anything else that Mel Gibson has done over the last few years. But uh, that's neither here nor there. So it goes in with the baby Expendables, and they all get kidnapped. Not killed, mind you, from psychotic Mel Gibson. No, he's going to kidnap them. And so now it's time to get the old Expendables to rescue the new Expendables. And basically you have a group, by the time it's done, of like 12 guys and one girl. And they're all in there and they're fighting a big army at the end of the film. Jet Li shows up with Schwarzenegger at the end for the finale. Harrison Ford shows up for the finale. And it's all so not good at all. It is not good at all. First Expendables was not good at all. The second one was enjoyable because it seemed to be intentionally cheesy. 
They knew what they were doing. They, look, this is going to be junk. Let's have fun with the junk. Okay, that was a movie you could have fun with. Here is a movie where every one-liner is a dud. Everything clunks and creaks along. And please, uh, no more expendable films. I beg of you. This movie gets a big, fat, dirty, old, stinky F. 